for me, it's like, if I'm getting dressed, let's just get dressed, you know? Are you wearing well, shorts right now? Well, that's my point. I am currently wearing shorts. Good for you. You just can't see it. You can't see it. Of course I'm wearing shorts. I'm getting out of here. I'm already yeah. on vacation. This will be, for those watching, this will be the last show of the week for me, but Meg will continue on. Yes. Alone. So stay tuned. She'll be staying. <laughs> it's just going to be me. Like, no, it'll, like, be, it'll be me and Eli tomorrow. So that should be a good time. You alone would actually, can you believe what the Tribune wrote today? That'd be <laughs> just, awesome. And pausing to wait for a response. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, give us the welcome to the BI Live. My name is Clint Betts. Meg's here. Uh, Meg Walter. Meg Morley Walter on Twitter. At Meg Morley Walter. Is that right? Or is it at Meg Morley? I think it's at Meg Morley Walter. At Meg Morley Walter. Who knows? Follow, follower. She needs followers. That's what today's show is brought to you by Meg's Twitter account. Uh, Meg, where, give us the latest on news. So yesterday, Governor Herbert held a press conference and announced that as of Friday, May 1st, we will be moving from red to orange on their little dial that they've created, meaning that we are moving from high risk to moderate risk in Utah. Clint, how are you feeling about that? I don't know. Yeah, same. I don't know what it means exactly. I did you watch the press conference yesterday when when Herbert made the announcement and there I did. Was I like, only watched his segment. I didn't watch anyone else because boy, those things are long. They're long. There was like there's like this color wheel. Remember the color wheel when you were in like grade school? It's yeah. it's back. Yeah. And right now we're in red. Mm-hmm. And then magically as if by magic, Meg, on Friday, we go from red to orange, and then I think it's yellow, and then it's green. So right now, we're in red, but like, hang on, very soon, we're going to orange, yeah. which is moderate, and then we go, you know, the, whole, the, the goal is to get to green, which I think they're calling the new normal. Yeah, so oh. yellow is low risk, and green is the new normal, whatever that means. So he did, he outlined some kind of guidelines for how life should look under this orange or moderate risk life. Uh, We still need to maintain a distance of six feet from others. Wear a face mask when out in public. Uh, He actually said, not enough of you are wearing masks. When I go to the grocery store, I don't see enough of you wearing masks. You really need to wear masks. What are the um, odds that Herbert goes to the grocery store? What was that? What are the odds that Governor Herbert goes to the grocery store? Yeah, if that guy's not using Instacart, I would be shocked. Uh, continue working from home if possible and limit out-of-state travel. Uh, restaurants can open. Dine-in service with, service with some precautions. They have to screen employees for symptoms, which is... Okay, great, but haven't we learned that a lot of people are asymptomatic? You can have COVID-19 and not show any symptoms, including fever, which is what they'll be screening for. That's weird to me. I feel like I've learned nothing. I feel like I know less about COVID-19 now 
than I did when this whole thing started. I remember something about the asymptomatic things, but it seems like every day something comes out that disproves what was said the day before. So uh, I don't okay. know. I know nothing. Yeah. Which is, which is why I'm a little nervous about this, right? Like, sure, our numbers are good now, but we still just, there's so much about this we don't understand. And it's changing every day, sometimes in contradictory ways that I, I don't know. Um, restaurants need to keep customer groups apart through rearranging seating. They need to screen customers. What does that mean? And clean more frequently. Mm -hmm. Honestly, that makes <laughs> dining out sound like kind of a stressful experience right now. And I have really enjoyed that a lot of restaurants have been adapting the way they serve food to include like drive through or delivery. I'm going to continue doing drive through or delivery for the foreseeable future, I think. What about you? Yeah, I'm banned from most restaurants anyways. But the sense. ones that I'm not banned from, I, don't, I do not plan. I, I, I can't even imagine dining in right now. Wouldn't that feel weird? I don't it know. Feel, I feel, okay, if I was sitting down and my waiter comes over in a mask and gloves, I feel like I am putting them at danger, right? It feels like they have no choice but to wait on me and their health is at risk because I'm there. And I don't want to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I can't imagine that dine-in becomes a big thing. But there there are all sorts of things. Aren't barber shops opening back up? Nail salons? Yeah. Are really what is not opening up in this next phase? Also, a lot of things have been open this whole time. You well, know, it's that. not it's not like everything's been closed down and suddenly like everything's opening back up. Like most places I go have remained open. Through, and I live in Salt Lake, where I think we have the strictest of all the orders statewide. So I don't know. Uh, hair salon's a big one. I, I, I think I might get a haircut. I don't know. Yeah, you I'm should. still on the fence about whether or not that's safe. I think, I think just live your life. At some point, just live your life, Meg. Just live your life and don't even worry about others. <laughs> one thing that was funny about the haircut thing that blew my mind. They said, all right, uh, haircuts are open, barbers can cut hair again, but both the barber and the person getting their haircut has to wear a mask. Yeah, that's wild. How do you do that? I don't know how that works. I don't know, that's hard. You know, I'll get a haircut, I'll return and report, I'll let you know. Yeah, let me know how, how you do that with a mask on. I can kind of see how the barber could do that. But, you know, you'd have to ask, like, what did you just say? What did you just say when they're talking to yeah. you? Yeah. One thing I have, here's an idea I have. This is total tangent, but I want to get this out to the people who are watching this. Uh, when we can do haircuts like normal again, I want an app where you can schedule a haircut with any barbershop you want. Even your, like, your preferred barbershop. And I want inside the app, do you want the barber to talk to you or the hairstylist to talk to you or not? What do you prefer? And I would say. No. Yeah, I think most people say no. Don't talk to me. I have nothing to say to you. you know, is that my rude? Guy's, my guy's pretty good. Like, we talk when it's comfortable, but he also just lets me sit and read. And my haircuts take a long time. I'm there for like three hours. And I think we both have an understanding that no two humans can talk continuously for three hours. So he kind of just lets me be. 
And honestly, I will go with him till the end of my life for that reason, because starting a new person yeah. and having to do a whole bunch of small talk until we're acquainted is my idea of hell. So first of all, three hours, way long time. Let's go come back to that in a second. Sure. Uh, what are you doing for those three hours? I don't understand what this is. Secondly, the person who cuts my hair is my wife. And I really just want an app that says, don't talk to me when you're cutting it. You know, you keep offering these little um, peaks inside your marriage that are concerning. Mm. And I don't really know what to tell you to do. Uh, maybe talk to somebody. Yeah, things are going well in my marriage. Uh, so when I get a haircut, I get a color, right? This is not my natural color. I know that's shocking. So we have to process the color. He applies the color. We process the color. We wash it out. Then he does a toner on top of the color he just put on. So put that on, process it, wash it out. Then we cut and then we style all told I'm there for three hours. Oh, wow. Yeah. So uh, my wife doesn't always cut my hair just during COVID-19 times. And the only thing I ever say to barbers when I go in is use a number two on the sides and trim up the top. Mm -hmm. And it takes about 10 minutes. Well, lucky you. Let's move on. Uh, so they say that if you are at high risk, you still need to be careful um, and, you know, live as though we're still in red. Um, now, this was, this was the part that was most interesting to me. They're moving the group requirement from 10 to 20. Uh, we talked about this yesterday. I was like, what does that mean for a family getting together? And I think it means it's okay to like start getting together with your extended family up to 20 people. Is that how you read it? <laughs> I just think this whole thing is funny. You said live as though you're still in red in some circumstances. First of all, I always live my life as though I'm in red. Mm -hmm. Just gas tank all the way. I'm just going to put it all the way to red. Uh, so that's one. Two, I have no idea how they're determined. I don't know how they determined you can only be in a room with 10 people. I don't know how they're now determining you can only be in a room with 20 people. I don't get this at all. It does... <laughs> It does feel like, I guess people need rules. Let's just throw a dart at a board and see where we land. You know, like a lot of this feels pretty arbitrary. At the same time, I feel more relaxed than I felt in a long time. Like, I think what they're trying to communicate here is that it's okay to maybe start broadening your circles and see people you trust and feel like are practicing social distancing and proper hygiene and keeping themselves safe from COVID-19. What's really kind of scary about this is we won't know for a few weeks if this is going to cause a spike in cases. Right. So I don't know. The thing that I'm, that's coming through loud and clear for me, what they're communicating to me is we don't know what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not a critique. I don't, how do you, how can you even say with a straight face? How can you, with this, imagine this, imagine you're governor, governor uh, Meg Walter. You're up there and you're like, all right, I'm bringing back the color. Will y'all remember this in third grade, like red, uh, orange, yellow, and green. 
So right now we're red, and two days from now we're gonna go to orange. And yeah. I was like, hey, quick pop, why? Uh, how? Why? What? Yeah. Don't worry about that. No worry about. And remember how I said you could only be in places with ten people? I'm Twenty now. And I was like, why? Oh, because we went. Can you see that color world? It's now orange. Nothing. None of this makes any sense. And I, I have pretty good confidence that no one knows what they're talking about. Yes. And also, I'm worried that people are going to hear this and think, oh, cool, coronavirus is over. Let's go party. Like, people have already, I mean, just from what I've seen in my neighborhood, and I get it, people are tired. This is really hard. But people have already started cracking a little bit. And I just are we getting an inch and taking a mile or is this going to give people just enough freedom to stay within the guidelines? Right. One thing I'm doing is I'm having a color wheel barbecue and at midnight on May 1st, we're going to move the little arrow from red to orange. Yeah. And, and we're you're going to let 10 more guests in, right? You're going to start the barbecue. The 10 people are going to be outside like, come on in now, it's time. <laughs> and then you're going to grill 10 more hamburgers. You can be here in. now. It's 1201. You're here. Yeah. And the fact that they announce this on a Tuesday and say that it's going to happen on a Friday is a little bit insane. Like we're all supposed to just wait for this magical day when suddenly things are lower risk. Also, the numbers yesterday weren't awesome. We had four more deaths, um, a lot of more cases. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how to. I feel don't know about either because because the numbers continue to increase. It's not like we've seen a decrease in the numbers. The numbers have continued to increase, and on the flip side of that, we've also increased testing. Testing yeah. is widely yeah. available in the state of Utah, so it's so unclear what any of this means. Yeah. Also, someone asked about contact tracing because we've talked about an essential part of reopening anything is contact tracing so we can isolate the cases that do come positive. And the answer wasn't very specific. It was kind of like, oh yeah, we're doing that. Uh, and there were no, there's not really an explanation beyond that. And I feel like I feel a lot more comfortable if it was laid out in very plain language and detailed language, how contact tracing is happening and what the isolation centers they've talked about look like and what the procedure is for anybody who tests positive, because I don't know if there is one right now. Every time one of these press conferences happen, this is not just the state of Utah, any press conference around COVID-19, even ones that I've been at, which I refuse to go to at this point, mm -hmm. I have more questions than answers afterwards. Mm -hmm. So when they say, yeah, we're doing contact tracing, oh yeah, so, so 16 follow-ups. Uh, why do half the people call it contract tracing? That's my, <laughs> that's my first question. It's like, con have you noticed this? Everyone says contract yeah. tracing. Well, because I think it's a hard thing to say contact tracing. It feels more natural to say contract tracing because of the R's. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then, so that would be my first follow-up. And number two is like, what is contact tracing? What do you mean by that? And when you say we are doing it, who's doing it? Yeah, yeah. And when, when you say, and then once we find out who's doing it, we say, how are you doing it? Mm -hmm. There's so many questions. Yes, there are so many questions and so many answers we don't have. 
I mean, but that said, Utah does seem to be doing much better than a lot of the country, especially with testing. Like our testing capacity is awesome. In his press conference yesterday, he said that we actually have the ability to do 9,000 tests a day. Uh, we have testing locations. We have 62 across the state. I mean, compared to the federal response to this, which has been just completely flubbed, we're doing pretty well and I guess you need to open at some point and the whole point has always been we just want hospitals to be ready and they feel like that's the case and as Governor Herbert explained yesterday this is not about getting to zero risk there's always going to be a risk it's about kind of getting back to a place where people can live their lives while still being careful so I guess my point is I just have really mixed feelings about this and I'm still going to be very careful like I hope everyone else is. It feels like it's on me now more than ever to make smart choices. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, I don't know how to feel about this and I bet most people are in the same boat. Yeah. I think it's become very clear that a lot of things that we've been told have turned out not to be accurate. Remember early on when the World Health Organization was saying nobody needs to wear a mask? Mm -hmm. And now it's like very clear that we need to, to, that masks are super helpful. So just everything in the models were showing like over a million deaths, some of them. And now we're like, you know, that's not true. Uh, but then but I, I saw yesterday that actually <laughs> the model that said we'd have less deaths is wrong and we're still going to have more yep. deaths. Yeah, even the less death model that we were all excited about. Now that uh, we were all excited about um, remdesivir, and you know, actually maybe there might be some good things. Dr. Fauci was talking about uh, early this morning around remdesivir. There's so many crazy things, but I will say, to your point about the state of Utah's response, and you know, us being fourth in the nation in testing, a little state of three million people being fourth in the nation dead that that's significant and i just want to acknowledge you mentioned the federal government but i also i think we should compare it to other states and yeah. you look at our salt lake city's mayor the capital city um, of utah and what aaron mendenhall did in her response to this and you compare that to new york city's mayor who was telling people oh no big deal come to these parades come to these things in march yeah and now he's like trying to arrest people for doing something that he was encouraging. And the whole thing is so crazy. I yeah. will say that I, I, uh, I really valued the leadership here in Utah, even at the very local level. And, you know, with Erin Mendenhall and her leadership for Salt Lake City, Jenny Wilson from Salt Lake County, I think all in all, they've done a decent job. Now that said, you're worried about, you know, going out and, uh, you know, what could happen? You don't need to be worried. We have $800,000 worth of hydroxychloroquine. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's true. If I get sick, we have all that hydroxychloroquine. So that I personally we'll bought Meg. So, I mean, it's, I'm looking <laughs> at it right now. It's just right off the screen. I, that, I bought that myself. That reminds me, we promised Suzanne Harrison, Representative Suzanne Harris to be on yesterday and she had a conflict, but she'll be joining us next week to give us more of an update on uh, where we are with that fiasco. So we're looking forward to that. Um, Clint, I, you know, just be careful out there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's good advice, even outside of a pandemic. Just be yeah. careful. That's true. Just be, 
just be careful out there. And I'm excited. Never... I think it's good. I love I love that we're back into color wheels. I love that um, you know, we're starting to that fact I could not say with a straight face. I could not do it, I promise you. That hey, remember how this week you could only be in a room with 10 people? Now you can be with 20. Yep. Yeah. I could not say that with a straight face and pretend like I knew what I was talking about. Yeah, I agree. Uh, it, really, it really makes you think nothing actually matters and the rules are all made up. But we need them, so here we are. Bingo. Uh, okay, well, have a good... You're, you're doing these with Eli on yeah. Thursday and Friday. I'll be here with um, Eli tomorrow. We actually also have a special guest, a doctor from the university hospital who's, who will be telling us what he's seeing as far as COVID-19 patients and response. So that'll be really interesting. Make sure you tune in. I'm sure it will be far better than when I've been here. I'll be back Monday. Uh, but enjoy. Enjoy the Beehive Live. Have fun, Meg. You have fun. Enjoy your vacation. I will. Yeah, I'm going on a cruise uh, just with a bunch of strangers. Uh, <laughs> Make sure you lick all the railings. <laughs> I'm just about to have some fun. All right. Thanks, everyone. See ya. Yeah.